This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEN. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Over the next hour, we're going to chat with a young man, a tall man, and a dual premiership player with the Brisbane Lions. He has a story to tell. He's battled injury, he's travelled the country, he's involved in coaching, and he's one of the all-time good fellas in football over the journey. He's also done a bit of media. Thanks to Bow No Day because the little things are everything. Bo McDonald is in the studio today, a product of the Swan Districts Football Club, the Upper Swan Junior Football Club, and a man who made his name as a dual premiership player with the Brisbane Lions. Thanks for coming in. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, are you an inspiring story? Oh, I don't think so. Um, look, if you, if, you, um, if you said to me at 17 when I was running around on Basketball Oval for Upper Swan that I'd, at 21 I'd be playing in a premiership for the Brisbane Lions, I... Um, I wouldn't have believed you. So I, I, I suppose for, you know, I grew up grew up in the Swan Valley. You know, you sort of hope that kids from around that area sort of understand what you've done and and and, and want to do the same and realise that it can be possible. I um I certainly wasn't the best footballer going around. That that's for sure. I um, and you know that's also a message I suppose for the kids as well. You don't always have to be the best in the team. Um, it's a team sport and um, you know, you need to be able to play your role and, and, and fit in within the team as well. And that, that was probably, um, yeah, so I wouldn't say I was an inspiring footballer. There's been plenty of great ruckmen. They, um, and there was a, uh, you know, and, and in my time, West Coast always had really terrific ruckmen. So, you know, going over to Brisbane was a, was a great opportunity. Yeah, we're going to touch on that in the moment. Uh, just uh, several days ago in the studios here at SEN, we had young Riley Hardeman who came through, who's... Uh, will be drafted, there's no doubt about that, from Swan Districts and I think through Caversham as well. So they're still producing footballers out there in the Valley. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a, it was a great place to grow up out in the Swan Valley. We loved our sport. It was sort of semi-rural. Um, you know, we played basketball, we played we played footy, we played cricket. So, yeah, it's just a really fun and a um, really healthy place to grow up. Mm, tell us a bit about the, the, the family because you are related to two... AFL players, of course, and, and, and larger than life, the late Gary Sidebottom, who we loved very, very much, <laughs> WA Football Hall of Fame entry. Uh, of course, they, uh, you're related to them. Just tell us a bit about the, the backstory of the whole family through sport, through uh, yeah. not just footy of, yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, well, um, they're a big family of, of seven. They grew up in, uh, in sort of Midvale, Bellevue area. So uh, my uncle's play their junior footy at, at Midvale Junior Footy Club. And my mum and my auntie, they were, they were netballers. They played out of Swan Districts. And I think they went and ended up playing down at um, in in, a, um, in Wembley there for a team called Bedford and then the Royals maybe for a while. But we were a very sporty family. So all the girls, they, they, they sorry, they grew up in Midvale and, and the Midland area and, and made their way. Mum ended up playing for Australia. Mm. My auntie Cheryl was a little bit older than her. She played for Australia first. So that... We, me and my twin sister, Bree, we grew up on the side of netball courts and, um, yeah, pretty much every weekend. And, and and then it got to the stage where I was getting a bit bored watching the netball and the uncles were playing down at Bassendine on the Saturday. So we'd all go down there and watch Swan Districts, which was um, – and then that, that was sort of – what hooked me to footy. I just loved it down there. You but. remember Big Gary when he was at his prime yeah, time best and yeah. knocking blokes off? He was a superstar player, not just that, <laughs> but known for, and I say it in the nicest possible way, yeah. and uh, bless his uh, cotton thug. socks, he, yeah. was, he went hard. Yeah, I, um, uh, he, um, I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember him, uh, I remember watching him play, and but uh, I suppose what dawned on me, when, you know, years and years later, just before he passed away, talking to him just about the injuries that he had 
during his football career. I didn't realise he was in that Shenton Park hospital for yep. the time he was with a broken neck and just from getting punched in the back of the head every contest. And um, I just remember him as being a really hard man. I, um, he, was tough. He, was, he was just a big hard man with a massive barrel chest. And, and from talking to people, I mean, I just watched him play, so I didn't know how he played, but apparently he was a very smart footballer, good on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone that I talked to that played with him Says they love having him at the club. I remember. I remember a day when I was a young boy. I think he was playing reserves for Swans at the time. They were playing Perth at Subi Oval, yep. and he, I think he belted someone, <laughs> and he jumped the fence and ran through the, <laughs> the crowd and around behind the old Subiaco club rooms being chased by Perth footballers. And that was when he was playing resies before he's even a name. But he was a beautiful footballer. And, yeah. and again, Alan Sidebottom was a, a wonderful achiever in football. Yeah, well, Uncle Alan's probably where I get most of my genes from because we're built pretty similar and he, he played in the ruck so yeah he um he was a great player at Swans as well and Uncle Gary sort of went over east and yeah we watched probably a little bit more of Uncle Alan as, as kids growing up and um yeah to end up at, at at Brisbane and the Lions Fitzroy where Uncle Gary was was um it was a bit spooky and I often tell the story when I got to Brisbane they offered me uh you know what numbers are left to pick for a jumper mm. I'm 43. No one had played 100 games on the locker, so I thought, oh, and I liked Cooter watching that, watching footy at the time. I thought, how good's Cooter going? He's 43. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that number. But many years later, I had a look how many games Uncle Gary played for Fitzroy, and it happened to be 43. So it was, it was quite. There's been a quite a few spooky little alignments there along the way that, that come up. Uh, a footy, um, we're, we're chatting with Bo McDonald. He's our sparring story, thanks to Baron today, because the little things are everything. Dual Premiership player with the Brisbane Lions, of course. But you talked about the, you know being on the side of the netball court and you yep. loved basketball. How good were you at basketball? I mean, um, height's one thing, but <laughs> you had to have the talent to go with it. I think I think my greatest skill was I was agile for a tall person. I was really agile, so I could bring the ball up the court, I could dunk, I could shoot. Um, I wasn't a real committed kid at a young age, so I played a lot of SBL basketball juniors for Swan City Mustangs when mm -hmm. they used to exist back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I was in all the top teams. I never made any state teams and I started to get a little bit frustrated. Um, and then I just decided, look, I've lived down at Swan Districts watching footy all my life. I want to go down and have a crack at Colts, so, uh, footy. So I thought I'll go and play at Upper Swan a junior season, get out of basketball. And then um, from there, I just ended up down at Swanee's Colts the next year and, ju and just loved it. I, um, it was like a history lesson for me as a kid. Go, I remember the first day I walked in there, I, um, Troy Ugal just looked at me and it scared the living gripes out of me. And I was like, oh my God. And then he just walked up to me and said, g'day, you side, his nephew, blah, blah, blah. And just um, really welcoming on it. And he was my favourite player off the bat. So I had number 35 when I played Colts. So yeah, I, I love I loved those days in Swan Districts. And then, then later on, coming back in 2010 to watch Cracker turn on a show. And that's probably one of the best grand finals I've ever been to. Um, I remember seeing Scotty Cummings after the game. We had a good old night that night. And they, um, yeah, it was a... Um, yeah, it was just it was a terrific year to grow up in. I was sitting in the commentary <laughs> box that day, commentating the game for a, for another station, and Chris Waterman was doing special comments. Yeah, and I remember with a couple of minutes to go, he said, "I still think Cracker can do something <laughs> to change this game." Yeah, he changed the game. It was one of the greatest oh. grand final performances in at any level of football. It was. You can have your AFL all you like, but that was. That was one man who basically won a game for a team. Yep. And I, I, I vividly remember Ashley Hansen's big tackle on Byron Shammer out on the wing to get the ball back, and that, that really won the game for us as well. So, yeah, it was a um, yeah, it was a great time growing up around Swans and, and, and that Midland area and just the sport. I, I mentioned the Swan City Mustangs. That was the big gig on Friday night as kids. We'd all go along and watch, yeah. watch the Mustangs um, play. That was fantastic. And we used to get a lot of support. So it's a really rich area for... 
for sport and um, somewhere I loved growing up, yeah. Um, and what about now, even though you're involved at Fremantle and, you, and you've got and wonderful involvement in WA football over various roles, do you still keep an eye on the on the Black Ducks? Do you still have a passion for seeing them do well? Yeah, look, you always, the, the, that's, the, that's, that's your team, that's your home, that's where you grew up. I, I, I do. I, um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't follow them. I don't get down there as much as I probably can because obviously we work and stuff on the weekends. But, yeah, you're always... Um, you know, always in the background, you're supporting supporting your home team. That's for sure. And and again, you you obviously keep an eye on Brisbane. We'll touch on that in a brief moment. But uh, your your um, lifelong friendships you make out of being at a football club, in particular a successful club like Brisbane, were during your time. Yeah, you do. It's a um, yeah, you do. It's fantastic what sport does, and we don't get together very often. You know, you don't like to bring up the past too much and 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 carry on about what you've done. But uh, I was going to say you. I reckon you guys have a few reunions. Well, well, we've just had it because we won three in a row, guys. We had to have, we've had to, we couldn't have the first one with COVID. So the last two years have been a couple of big years on the on the on the Sunday so after. Was the it all together? Was the three years of anyone? No, who no. no? We've, so last year we all we all meet at in a pub in Fitzroy on the Sunday after the grand final. Gotcha. So we did that um, last year, and then this year we was like, oh, it was too good to be true. Brisbane are in it, and they uh, imagine if they win it, and we have a you know twenty year premiership reunion the next Sunday. So that that wasn't to be. One more goal would have been nice, but a mm-hmm. um, it's like when we get together, it's like you just turn into twenty year old idiots again. A uh, all the old stories come up, and you just, we just end up talking all three in the morning and carrying on. Who's and your best mate out of all of that? If you had to, oh. if you, I know you've a mate. It's hard to you know, pick your favourite kid, but if you had to pick <laughs> one out of that, who's your closest mate? Yeah, look, I, I think like blokes you talk to the most would probably be the WA boys that are, that are back over here. But um, really, Brisbane was a place, um, and I talked to guys that were other clubs. We, we were all in one end. It doesn't matter whether you're Michael Voss or you're the bottom bloke on the list. If we'd done something, we'd done it all together because <laughs> it, in Queensland, it's a rugby league place. We didn't – a lot of people from elsewhere. So we really we really spent an awful lot of time together. But, I, um, I mean, I've lived with a few interesting – Lukey Power was probably my favourite one to live with because he was responsible. I lived with a few shockers. <laughs> I um, didn't live with Martin Pike, did you? No, I didn't live with Pikey. No, 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 I don't think many could do that. I, uh, I, uh, so, yeah, and, uh, yeah, Ash McGrath's back here. Um, obviously, I, I went over with, on the plane with Simon Black. Yeah. I, I, um, we were sitting on the plane together. I was I was a bit scared. He was devastated because he had to move. Um, and I'll never forget that trip. And, I, um, yeah, he's probably someone I look up to just respect because what he's done in his football, he's he always probably had the ability to come back to Perth Daniel Rich is a little bit the same, highly respected, um, and, and stayed, the, stayed the journey with the Lions. We'll uh, take that uh, to the draft time very, very shortly. Uh, Bo McDonald is in the studio. Inspiring stories, thanks to Sports Stories, thanks to Baron O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Dual Premiership player with the Brisbane Lions, Bo McDonald, is our guest today. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEN. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Bo McDonald, our guest, dual premiership player with the Brisbane Lions, a product of the Swan Districts Football Club, taken pick 73 in the 1997 AFL draft. And you touched on before the break in regards to flying over, getting on the plane, going over to Brisbane, a faraway place with Simon Black, who was not happy about it at all. <laughs> um, when you were drafted, I'd love to know, what was the process back in 97? You know, was it online? Was someone ringing you? Tell us a bit about that day. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't have a mobile phone back then, so it wasn't a... Uh, uh, from, what I, from what I can remember, we went to the draft camp and, and then come back and then 
you know, you had some interviews with clubs over there. I never really spoke to anyone. I actually thought I was going to Collingwood. They had the pick after Brisbane that Brisbane took me with, and they said if Brisbane didn't take me, um, that I was going to end up at Collingwood. So I, um, but I didn't really expect to get drafted. So I was working at Slater Garchel Sports there for Richard and Tom Moody in uh, in Midland um, on draft day, and Brisbane. My name come up with Brisbane. But did you you knew it was on? Yeah, but I had no idea that. So I, you weren't you, your mind no. wasn't. I'm 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 pining to be drafted. I wasn't <sighs> expecting to be drafted. You loved it, yeah, but I, you were trying to. You thought, oh, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I went to the draft camp only because Clem Michael pulled out. He knew he was getting drafted, so he was like, no point going to the draft camp. And so I got the last spot. So I didn't really, I wasn't really expecting to get drafted um, at all. So. Sitting with me boss and me junior footy coach Tommy Pew actually at a, in uh, Slater Gartrell Sports and my name come up and I was like, oh my god, like, what do I do now? Do I, I was like, do I have to actually move over there? Like, uh, I literally that was my thought. Like, I'm not ready to play AFL football. I'm, I'm built like a twig. Um, how how's all this going to work? So literally five minutes later, I got a phone call from Scotty Clayton and, and Shane Johnson. The, the, I'm not sure what their title was, but like the recruiters at the mm-hmm. Lions at the mm-hmm. time and um, and, and Kinnear Beatson. And he was, he was the lead recruiter. So they've ended up flying over to Perth, gave me a kit, had me 18th birthday the next day. Um, and a week later, I was on the plane with Blackie over to Brisbane, ripping into the train. And I remember the first night, I'll never forget it, Glenis Nunn was our sprints coach. <laughs> and we used to do this little little sprints thing before training, just a little 10-minute thing. And I was spewing up done after the first 10 minutes, just the heat, the humidity, I hadn't drunk enough water that day wasn't used to that Queensland environment. So that was my first day. And John Northey was a coach. I was thinking, geez, this is going to be a, uh, a, you know, a long stretch. <laughs> but they really believed in me. And they said, look, there's no rush here. We don't expect you to play for a couple of years. Um, and then bang, uh, round three, I got a game. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I got a game against Richmond just because of injuries to Clark Keating and Matthew Clark. Um, and I got a game. So I, and maybe I, I played three games my first year, three games my second year. And, and just had it was my first two seasons playing footy against men, so I just really enjoyed playing in the in the, in the QAFL. And then um, then when John Northey got sacked, I got a, a letter from Lee Matthews about a week later saying we're going to trade Matthew Clark and you're the bloke next year. So see you when you get back from Perth. And I literally put my beer down and went for a run like right there, and then thought, okay, I'm going to get a chance here and I want to take it. So if they're willing to offer me a role, um, I'm really lucky and I'm just going to go. I was a bit homesick, but I just thought. I really want to make the best of it. And I was looking at what Blackie was doing, obviously being a WA boy as well. Um, and I thought, yeah, I just really want to make something obvious and, and just really started enjoying the time over there and enjoying the footy. Can I just say that we started this saying, talking about inspiring sports stories, and so humble that you are, this is inspiring. What you've told <laughs> us over the last 15 or so minutes so far in the break and a half is incredibly inspiring for a young man who one was shocked that he got drafted, two didn't think he was ready, three thought he was skinny, four was told he wasn't going to play for a couple of years, five got a game three games in, yeah. uh, six was homesick, uh, seven was drinking a beer and put it down to go for a run. Pretty inspiring, mate. Uh, hats, hats off to you. I want to take you back to that that first game. You talked about the injuries to the boys, uh, to the Ruckman in Keating and Clark. Yeah. Um, can you remember someone pulling you into a room to say you're going to play or was it the old days where it was just on the magnetic yep. board? Just tell us a bit about how that all played. Yeah, my first game, John Northey pulled me in and just... What were you expecting? Did you know that they were injured and think, oh, no, uh, I might get a gig here or did you just think, oh, they'll play injured? Or... I, I, you know, there are lots, lots of little niggly things come up early week and then blokes get up. So I, I, I honestly wasn't expecting to go in there and, 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 and say, look, you're playing and it was... 
it was against North Melbourne at the G, so like it. Corey McKernan was the first bloke I got up to. Steaming in, Wayne <laughs> Carey was out there. Martin Pike was out there, uh, and they were a ripper side. I remember mm. early days just watching North Melbourne, thinking, "How are we ever going to beat this team?" Mm. Um, they were a really, really good team. Um, so Northy got you in. So Northy got me in and just yeah, just said, "Look, we're going to play play this week," and and didn't really give me too much instruction other than just follow him around. He'll take you to the ball and kill kill the contest. So this was yeah. all about then preparing, getting mm. on a plane. Yep. flying to Melbourne, yep. staying in a hotel. I know you've yep. done it a bit, yep. but at the same time, is this was now well, AFL professional footballer. Talk. Yeah, the only time I've been away to stay in a hotel for sport, because I never made any state teams in basketball or footy, was... was the camp? Well, it was maybe a couple of pre-season games that, before that year. Yeah. Um, so it was really the first... It was the first time I really... So learning that whole routine and... And what to do, and it was just like a kid with big eyes. I just used to watch, like I'll just watch Michael Voss or Alastair Lynch. What do they do? What do they do during the day? Do they keep? They don't go and walk around the shops all day, you know. But what do they do? Because um, really, was it shared rooms? It was. Who did you share with? Uh, who was I with? Actually, I got my own room because it was my first game. <laughs> and, then my ne- my, and then my next two, my next two games were in the, at the Gabba. So. Yeah, but as soon as Lee Matthew comes, we went we went to single rooms. So I, I remember that. I, um, the boys love that. So, yeah, it was. Uh, we stayed at the I can't remember what the hotel was called, but it was right near the casino there in in Melbourne. And that was another thing Lee changed when he came along. We went and stayed down at St Kilda Road because too many fellas were going over to the casino <laughs> within walking distance. So, so so Matthews basically came in and yeah. changed the world. Yeah, it was it was totally different, and it's no disrespect to, to John Northey. I, I, I lived with Swooper when I first got there. Um, lived with the coach, um, and he he was he was terrific. But I suppose because I was so big eyed, I didn't really remember what went on. But I remember when Lee came, how training standards changed. A lot of, a lot of things at the club changed, and 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 obviously for the better. Um, and yeah, just really learnt from there. Speaking of Lee Matthews. This is round one. Uh, this is sorry, uh, 2001 round 10. This is Lee Matthews uh, inspiring. Predator movie that Arnie Schwarzenegger starred in and there was this monster from, uh, alien monster from out of space that was killing all these people in the South American uh, jungle. And all of a sudden they shot this monster and they discovered it bled. And Arnie's classic line was, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And we reckon Essendon can bleed. Was he like that? Was he inspirational? As a coach, did he, was he a storyteller? I, I think, like when you hear that, I think that tells the story. Like you just, it just, it, it was just letting the group know that you were just as good as these blokes. And we remember at Essendon at the time how good they were. Um, the baby bombers, weren't they? Uh, no, that was this was the uh, was, no, that was early, that was ninety three. Oh, that was earlier, was, way earlier. This yeah, was two thousand. They were still dominant. Yeah, they? they did. They, I think they won, lost one game the season Correct. before beat Melbourne in the flag. Correct. Um, and yeah, it was just a line in the sand, and there was a really, we were a pretty aggressive football team. A lot, a lot of, um, a lot of big bodies in there, and I, I didn't play that game, but I remember sitting in the stands and watching it. And it was the first time we'd sort of watched our group and gone, "Hang on a minute, we can, we can actually, uh, we can, act, we, we could see the finals. You know, we could see that we were going to be a good team and match it against the rest." And then, pretty much from that point on, it was just. Um, and win after win. Yeah, correct. So I had a look there. So you missed that game. That was round 10, 2001. But you came back in against West Coast round 11 mm. and you went all the way to the end unbeaten. Yeah. 2001. Yep. yep. So you talked about line in the sand moment. Could you think see things change amongst the group because of the faith that the coach was showing in you? Yeah, look, it happened a couple of weeks back. We played Carlton at Optus 
I'm not sure how. It might have been one or two weeks beforehand. It was round eight. You lost. And they belted us. And then you lost to Adelaide the next time. You did, yeah. So after that Carlton game, when we got back to Brisbane, um, Lee was pretty scathing on where we're at. Like, you blokes aren't as good as you think you are. We are not going to get what we want out of this, I can tell you. And, and just really went through it all. And I remember him putting names, Carlton names up on the... Um, up on the whiteboard, and it wasn't your it wasn't your Cooters or your Lance Whitnells or your Craig Bradleys or any of those sort of or your Brett Rattons. It was all the role players, and he just really had a go at all us blokes underneath the superstars within our side. Um, basically, told us we were kidding ourselves in not playing our role, and you know, one and we weren't playing team football. There was lots of blokes in it there for themselves, and and. And from that point on, we really started playing team football. And for, for a coach, I think a few things started to happen. And as a playing group, you, you start to believe the coach. And, and, you know, when one of the, I suppose, the most aggressive players of all time is telling you that these blokes were coming up against this week, you got them, it, it does fill you full of confidence. All righty. We're talking to Bo McDonald and, and just having a look. And it went on to be a grand final. We'll talk about that very shortly. You, t- you took on Essendon in that grand final, of course, which is coincidental because that's the team that he spoke about way back then in that round uh, round uh, uh, 10 fixture in 2001. We're going to take a break and come back. We'll talk about those grand finals. We'll talk about your performances on the big stage, in the big games, the lead up to it and the like. It is Bo McDonald. He's a dual premiership player with the Brisbane Lions. He's a product out of Western Australia. He's still very much in the coaching game. He has a role down at the Fremantle Football Club and he's done plenty at grassroots coaching here in Western Australia. Thanks to Baron O'Day. Don't miss out on little moments because the little things are everything. Bo McDonald. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEM. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. AFL 2001 Premiership Cup to Michael Voss and Lee Matthews, the Brisbane Lions. Ah, it was a day to remember, 2001, of course, and it really was a great time. And you stormed home after, well, trailing at halftime by 14 points, but in the end it was a dominant performance in the second half. 91,482 there. Um, Does it feel like yesterday? Oh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it feels like yesterday, but sometimes it feels like 20 years ago as well. But, uh, (laughs) um. Yeah, look, you just hear things like that. Your hair stand up on the back of your neck. Can you remember the aftermath? Yeah, yeah, vividly, yeah. And the first, the first person you hugged? Uh, I think I, I just threw my hands up in the air. and. Um, Where were you? I was on the wing. Lynchy marked the ball, and I was just sort of in between. If he was going to kick down the line, I was sort of, sort of caught in between. And, yeah, I just remember being in a bit of a daze for a while. I can't, I can't remember who I hugged. I think it was just all stacks on. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a surreal moment, and they, um, look, just to see the blokes, like, we were young pups, I was 21, um, but we had guys in the side that have played 200 games, no success, been through the really hard Brisbane Bears era as well with, with Robert Walls, and they were tough. Like, we had a lot of tough older blokes to sort of learn off, and um, just to see them, not so much break down and cry, but just these tough blokes just showing the emotion and what it meant to them, and then also the the Fitzroy fans that have just hadn't had success for so long. Um, was there a real attachment to that or oh, was massive. that a little bit pseudo? No, nah, it was massive. Really? Yeah, you went to the grand final parade the day before. There was more Fitzroy. There's more eye colours than there was Essendon. Did you feel the pressure? 
Oh. Was there any pressure on the team to do it for Fitzroy? No, you felt you, know, you felt sick. You felt sick anxiety, David. It's just that's performance anxiety. You'd be a serial killer if you wake up grand final day and didn't feel anything. I reckon like no emotion. There's probably blokes out there like that. Don't get me wrong. But, what was um, the parade like? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Who'd you sit next to? Jeez, uh, oh, I can't remember. I know, I'm testing you. Jeez, oh, I can't remember, to be honest. Don't tell me you had your own car like you had your own room when you made it. It might have been. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. It might have been Lynchy. Okay. Yeah, I think I might. I'm not surprised that they would put you in with an experienced bloke. Yeah, I reckon I thought. I reckon I might have been in the in the car with Lynch. Someone will but, tell us when they listen to this. But a um, yeah, it's a uh, it was it was a good experience. I remember Lee pulling us in beforehand and just really speaking about staying within the bubble. Like you hear a lot of people now say you're not in very often enjoy the week and all that sort of stuff. We were, we were, we were the opposite. We were stay in our bubble, stay what we do try and make it as normal as possible, even though it's not going to be. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like I, I remember Chris and Brad went and played golf on the Friday because like, that's what they normally do. They didn't go to the parade because um, that's what the they Scott no- Brothers. They didn't go to the parade. They went and played golf. They didn't tell anyone, but one of them won it, won the comp and it was printed in the paper the next day. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, but, yeah, Ray, um, so were the you, Brisbane Lions officials aware that the boys were not going to be in the parade? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think they were, and they were just maybe like, that's what you do before a game. That right? That's what you do. Um, Gee, wouldn't get away with that nowadays. Yeah. It was like Ginevan going to the races, eh? Yeah, like it's, 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 yeah, there's, yeah, it's a little bit different, I suppose, I think playing golf going to the races. I think you did the parade, though. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was just, that was, and then I remember, I remember the training session we had. We used to stay at the Park Royal in St Kilda Road there yeah, and across, the, across yeah. the road, the Oval. Yeah. It was just packed. It was, it was, and the boys were up. I never sensed any panic through the whole weekend. And I think just having Lee as our leader, and we had our assistant coaches were fantastic. They were people that had been around the blocks many times. And Gary O'Donnell's, Madge McLean, Johnny Blakey, uh, Dogger Armstrong. They were, they were fantastic, and, and Craig Lambert. And so they were they were really able to guide the group as well. So yeah, it was it was a great weekend. Um, I'm just going to go for the stats, Bowie. Love the stats. It won't take long. No kicks, <laughs> no marks, one handball, no goals, no points, three tackles, 18 hit-outs. That was my role. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, look, um, I, I, I suppose I never used to get wrapped up in possessions and there'd be many times I thought I'd be getting dropped for playing a game where I had three or four touches, but I'd be in next week. Just My role was to get us going in, get us going in the midfield, get, get us being proactive and try and release midfielders um, and really help 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 those players. I, I, I remember having the conversation with Lee Matthews early days, like I'm not getting enough touches. And he said to me, look, if you're getting 20-plus touches in our team, I don't want you because it's not your role. We've got – why would I want you oh, – another story I tell you, I had a couple of bouncers down the Gabba one day, down the wing, the crowd's roaring, I've hit Lynchy, thinking I'm, I'm, I'm going real good. I got pulled in the office on Tuesday and told, if you ever have two bounces down the wing again, mate, you're in the twos, you give the ball to Acker and let him kick it. He's a way better kick than you. Play your role. So learnt that pretty quickly and and I just felt really valued. Did you play with fear under Lee Matthews? No, 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 not at all, no. You love him? Yeah, he was terrific, terrific, yeah. He was a... Um, I love this. You, yeah, you're yeah. a good man, Bowie. I, I love the way you speak about it. And I'm going to go back through your stats on a couple of other games. So, so when you came back into the team, which was the West Coast game in round 11, yep. you went, these are the disposals. Four, six, eight, five, 11, big day. Yep. Seven, Kangaroos 
Uh, you had six head-outs, no stats. you get injured or sore in any way? We just I can't touch remember, but more than likely, yeah. But you played the following week, six, nine, four, six, six, two, one. So you had two touches in the <laughs> preliminary final against Richmond and you had one against Essendon. It didn't phase you, does it? It didn't phase nah. you. Look, the stat my coaches used to pull me in with every week was... How many pairs of boots you go through? <laughs> yeah, <it's a> few. <laughs> <laughs> not, not from kicking. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, look, every the thing used to go out every week was hit-outs to advantage. Yeah. Like, it wasn't so much how many hit-outs you got. Like, um, I can't remember. We weren't big stats back in those days, but I was, I was always sat really high in, in hit-outs to advantage. Um, so that that was the role, and... and Lee, Lee was big for sort of punching it forward and getting some forward momentum as well. Um, so, so I always have the joke, you know, when you're punching it forward and you've got Black, Akamanis and Voss and Lappin and that running around you, by the time the hit-out's finished, it's, there's no time to get a touch. You sort of, I just used, I used to fall behind the ball and then Cracker's role was to sort of push forward. So we had sort of different roles when we went on. And, um, yeah, in that grand final, I sat on the bench the whole third quarter and, and Lee teed me up that I was going to. And he was just going to leave crackers on to keep wearing them down. And then he wanted me to come on in the last quarter and just keep thumping it forward no matter what. Just keep thumping it forward and getting the boys to run onto it. So, so that's what I've done. And look, I, I vividly remember the, the, the one touch <laughs> that I got in the grand final because it's probably my favourite touch I've had in my whole career. I've taken it out the, out the ruck, flipped it to Vossi on the sideline and he's kicked through the worst wobbler. Goal to almost seal, to seal the game, yeah, and, and like I got got the bird's eye view of it, so it was a good touch. I, um, that's a great yeah. touch. It's <laughs> yeah. a great story. I love this. Hey, Bowie, in two thousand and two, you butter up again, and this is the you know the, the yep. dynasty, the dynasty, or whatever they want to call it of of this team. Yep. Uh, I want to take you to the grand final again, if we can. Bo McDonald is our guest, and he's providing us a great journey and inspiring story, and it certainly was. Yeah, your grand final touches in two thousand and. Two. Well, I wasn't out there long. Zero, 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 zero. Have a listen. Gee, he's done his Bo McDonald went into the game with a suspect shoulder and he is in trouble. Everything going Collingwood's way, including the ball. And now it's over the boundary line. And this was the sort of thing that you just can't take injured players in. He injured himself last week up there against Port Adelaide. He's only been on the ground a couple of minutes. He's gone for the boundary throw-in and the shoulder's gone. Any regrets? Oh, no, not at all. Look, t- 2002 uh, two was probably my best year of footy. It was the one year I sort of... It was the year I sort of felt like I took over the number one ruck mantle off, off Clark Keating. So I've really played my best footy. Um, I, I, did, I did have a, like... A, a suspect shoulder going into it, but all the testing and it was brutal during the week to make sure that I was able to get through for the grand final. Did you make the call? Did they make the call well, about I, your fitness? I got through the fitness testing, which was basically a WWF wrestling session. Um, <laughs> big boys just coming in, whacking your shoulder, like really testing it out, almost trying to put it out to say, well, look, you can't play. Mick Malthouse stole back in the um, 80s. Yeah, but he did. He, yeah. he, he, he lost. He lost. He lost a spot in the grand final because of that. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I got through all that. Like, looking in hindsight, I reckon maybe if I didn't do that, I probably would have got through the game. So, oh, maybe, okay. but you know, yeah, that that's that, that's yeah. all hindsight. So, so you, yeah. do you think that? So that's unfair. That criticism and did it sting you. Have you heard it since? What's that about? Wolsey's comments in regards to saying that. Oh, you know, it, it, back. it makes sense. But what what they realise is. Clark Keating would have been sitting there. This young pup's come along, taking his number one ruck spot, and right now he's got the whole grand final himself, and he showed it. I reckon he was best on ground. He was fantastic. Did you go to hospital? Time. Yeah, I went to hospital. Yep. Couldn't get your shoulder back in? Couldn't get it back in in the grounds. Um, so, yeah, I ended up going to the Epworth. And what was the what was the pain like? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't painful when it was out. It's just when they're 
trying to jam it back in and it wouldn't go in. That was probably the most painful. Did you go by ambulance, did you? Yeah, but it wasn't too bad because they give you the green whistle and that sort of calms, <laughs> calms things down a bit. But I just remember I was really anxious. I wanted to get back in and out of the hospital as quick yep. as I can. Did you get back in time? I, just as the siren went. I, I was in a taxi outside the ground as the siren went, yeah. And um, I remember the official Alex Gardner, an old Fitzroy bloke, came with me. Um, and we we actually done a runner on the cab, bang, straight through. I've, I've bowled over some um, <laughs> some security guard at the G and just ended up coming down. Near Were you the, in your kit? Yeah, still? I was still in my kit. Come down the members' side somewhere and some Collingwood bloke said something to me, so I'd give him a little bit of an elbow on the way down, stick that up, you know, <laughs> give him two bobs and everyone was cheering. They got, yeah, got across the oval and, and got stuck into the celebrations, but it wasn't a real long night for me with all the drugs and that they gave me at the hospital. I remember having a couple of beers and that was it. I was out. I'm going to uh, find out more about that and also the footy journey right now. We're speaking with Bo McDonald. It is an inspiring sto- sports story. Came in here, you came in here not expecting as much as I was expecting and now we're both way delivered, way more than we probably relied on. It is absolutely a brilliant journey and a brilliant story for a young man who's a dual premiership player and as he says, and I quote, unquote, one of the great footy quotes, played his role. Thanks to Bowen O'Day because the little things are everything. A break, we'll come back. This is Inspiring Sports Stories with Tim Gossage on SEN. Thanks to Bower and O'Day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Bo McDonald, our guest. You won the 2002 Premiership. You come back, you clash with a Collingwood fan, you get on the ground, you've had the green whistle, you've had a few beers. Uh, <laughs> how was the shoulder at this point? Yeah, it was, it was a bit sore. I, um... I remember, I remember walking down the street. My mum was there. Damien Burke, my ruck coach, was there, and I was just like, "Guys, I can't. I've got to go." I just didn't feel well. I just started to feel sick, and so I didn't really enjoy the night there. But it certainly did when we got back to Brisbane um, and got back into it. And then, yeah, it was it was it was shoulder operation time, and pretty much straight into rehab. You talked about the gentleman who went to the airport with you and got you through. A bit of a you know, club stalwart legend and uh, offsider. Um, is it true that you gave him your medal? I did. I did. I just thought it was really selfless of him uh, being a Fitzroy fan forever and, and helped out at the club forever. And to his name again? Alex Gardner was his, is his name. And, uh, yeah, we um, for him to come with us to the hospital and miss that final siren, um, you know, there was lots of people around our club like that um, and we really celebrated them. Um, you know, we had lots and lots of superstars in our, in our team, but we had lots and lots of superstars that no one would never really even know about behind the scenes uh, up there in Queensland and in Melbourne supporting us as well. So it was fantastic. And, um, yeah, he turned up to the reunion the other the other Sunday a couple of weeks ago, so it was great to catch up and share old stories. And Has he still got the medal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He keeps trying to give it back to me. Oh, I'm like, mate, just... The Bob Murphy, Luke when Beveridge. You, when, when you drop off the perch, you can send it back to me then. Wow. <laughs> so, Does yeah. it phase you? No, not really, because I mean, they just sit in the drawer anyway. Like it's you, you just you've won the flag; they the, can't take it off you. The memories and the reunions, and they're they're the things you you play football for. And look, to be honest, I'm not one of those persons who's got pictures up or all around the house, and so you look at all the time. And it's 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 yeah, I suppose you, it's it it's great to look back on, you know, once every now and then. And but you know, obviously, if and and Lee made this clear to us after the first one. If you want to keep achieving things in life, don't live in the past. Like you need to you need to move on pretty quick. Um, so yeah, we um, he used to say it was like junk food. Like it feels good when you eat it, but then afterwards you just have this feeling, and, and it's a bit like that when like a, you get a bit. And it's been twenty years. You get a bit sick talking about yourself and and all the time. Um, 
but then as you get a bit older, I suppose you start to realise what what were the things that really did make us good. 43, number 43 at the Brisbane Lions. You still didn't get to the 100 games, 91 oh, games. Yep. So do you still get your name on the locker if you won a flag? I didn't, but I'm the only person in the history of the whole football club to be a life member that hasn't played 100 games. So they, um, and that's the sort of football club it is. They they, they called me up and said, um, yeah, look, we, we, we want to make you a life member. You're making an extraordinary case. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was really grateful for that. Wow. Um, I, I, I've not been a life member or really achieved you know, I played a couple of years at Swans Colts, and but it was just, it's probably it's probably the one thing I'm the most proud of, other than the premierships, is being a life member of the footy club. Mate, uh, then you went into the rut coaching. You're assistant coach at Brizzy until 2011. You came back. You were mentoring at Clontarf, which is great for the football community. Does great things. Uh, you're the head coach of the Northwest Footy Academy. You joined the Footy Commission as a coach coordinator of female programs. These days, you're still at the Footy Commission. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm still coaching the State 18 Girls. So we'll kick off at the end of November. So really looking forward to So is Ella Roberts one of your products? Yeah, she, she come through. For, like, we're, we're lucky. We get we get them at the top end for three games and we get to train them. But, um, yeah, she was. She, she's, she was a fantastic player and you could tell straight off the Just bat. Just making her mark now, isn't she? Yeah, and we, we've, got a couple, we've got a couple coming through now. And I won't name because I don't like putting pressure on the young kids. We've got a couple there that could step into AFLW footy straight yeah. away as well. Can't wait to see that. Uh, it is a wonderful spot. Are you, are you enjoying seeing the development of the women's game? Yeah, I am. It's, it's a, um, it really challenges your coaching. Um, it's been, so yeah. It's and what part? I think just really breaking down a skill, a fundamental, how you want to train it, and, you know, um, under pressure. How, how it's really important, I suppose. Like our girls, really only well, AFLW. They play ten games a season. How are you going to get better playing ten games of footy in a season? So, mm. um, really make a focus on training around, and obviously getting the load in. Because um, I often say to the girls, if you don't like running, don't play football. There's just absolutely no way around it. You have to be a really good runner and start to enjoy running and show that you can improve and, and dig in. And you don't have to be the best right now, but just show that you can improve and that you're going to dig in in that area. But it's also the skills. We want the girls coming home from training, having lots and lots of touches, lots of decisions, um, always raising that challenge point for them so it's not too easy. So it's 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 really challenging in that respect and it's a lot different to the sort of training we're probably used to when we done back in our day. Um, so learning learning that side of things has been really different because I've really only ever known one one way and that's under Lee Matthews and what we done there and I worked under Vossi for a little bit but I've only really seen the Brisbane Lions way. Um, so it's just been really enjoyable the last four or five years to be able to, you know, learn all these coaching things and then having the opportunity to rut coaching at Fremantle and just watching our JL and the boys there go about their business. They're, they're fantastic and it's just been a great learning experience. We'll touch on that in a moment. Do you have any aspirations to coach? I know you've coached in your own right at PSA level and the like and, as you mentioned, in other in other roles, but do you have any aspirations to coach at the AFLW level as a senior coach or yeah. are you quite happy with your role? Yeah, not really, Goss. I really like the developing um, sort of at that stage of my life where I do like lifestyle as well. I like my... I, I you know, enjoy my weekends. I don't want to spend every weekend of the year at, at football. What do you do away from footy? What do you like? Oh, I live near the beach, so I spend a bit of time down there. Um, Get the rig out there, mate. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so. can wear a rashy, mate. No one will. <laughs> I'm a bit of a bushy sometimes. I like, me, like getting out of the bush. Uh, yeah. yeah, catching up with friends, um, family, th- things family like Family and that. social life is important. Yeah, just n- not so much like I... Yeah, just like doing other things. Yeah. Um when you spent so much of your life doing football. But then again, also, I'm a, it's all I know, footy. I don't have a trade. I don't – anything along those lines. And I, I, and I actually enjoy the coaching. Um, the pressure sometimes annoys me. 
um, being in that pressure. But I suppose over the years I've learnt to just put that aside. Um, but that was something probably new a bit this year, just being back in an AFL. Yeah, so you go to Frio and you're the ruck coach yep. of arguably fast becoming one either the most controversial, most <laughs> underutilised, most overskilled uh, combination. Sean yeah. Darcy got injured, we know. But people say if this works, yep. it could be club-defining at Fremantle. Are you aware of the pressure of the Darcy-Jackson combination and what role have you played inside the developing that? And it was going really well prior to Luke, uh, before Sean got injured. Yeah, look, I think it's my, – my role with, with those guys is really to work on the craft and, and, and the consistency of the craft and, and, and what you need to bring each week. Um, uh, Darcy does a lot of work with, with Joel Corey. Um, you know, he's touch and he's all that sort of stuff. And I, I spend quite a uh, – the time with Darcy, you know, talking about opponents, um, what he's thinking this week. Um, How many hours do you put in as a ruck coach? Oh, just just a couple of days a week, and then home games on the bench. I don't I don't travel because I work full time as well. So, um, yep. and that works perfect. I often thought, you know, if I had a full on full time commitment, it'd be, it'd, you know, travelling would be really difficult. Mm, mm. But look, I, I've just really really enjoyed it. Um, it's really made you think because when you Every Ruckland's got different strengths. Um, so my strengths and what I focus on are completely different to what Sean Darcy's are. And then you look at Luke Jackson and he can just do anything. Um, so, look, I think those guys are just going to keep improving. Sean certainly has the ability to be an All-Australian Ruckman and um, I reckon you'll see a pretty determined fella over this pre-season because um, he was going quite well. Mm, he was. Until he got injured. So... Yeah, look, that, that, that's I've really enjoyed that part. Um, almost call it like dealing with the Ferraris. I'm off to, off to deal with the Ferraris <laughs> today. Um, but um, yeah, being able to coach over all levels is seriously challenging because there's different contexts. Absolutely. Uh, well, you've done it so beautifully well, and and mate, you've provided us with uh, last one for you. How's the shoulder now? Because I got bung shoulders, but I didn't play. I haven't played A for footy. Yeah, look, they were sore. They pop out every now and then when I'm just. Picking up a pen or steering. Yeah, mate, they, they were really good until I started holding the ruck bag and big Sean Darcy's dropping the knee into them, to be honest. Um, this, <laughs> year, this year they've gone south. So, <laughs> so I've. Um, it might be short lived as a ruck coach out of Rio. I was a bit embarrassed there for one stage because um, Joel. Joel Corey had to take over holding the bag for me and I was a big soot <laughs> dummy shoulders in. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I. Um, yeah, the body. I just, I just keep moving, mate. Don't stop. Doesn't have to be too much. Just something every day, and they uh, just try and keep moving. You're a good man. I've enjoyed the last hour, and you are inspiring. It is a great story. A man who just loves team, loves uh, being with his mates, uh, and has achieved everything in football that every young man wants to. Not once, but twice, and that is two AFL premierships. And the boy from Swan Valley, up through the Swan Valley, and we appreciate your time over the last hour. Yeah, my pleasure, Goss. Thanks for having us. It's a beauty. Bo McDonald is his name, and I've really enjoyed the last hour. Inspiring sports stories. Thanks to Baron today because the little things are everything.